the Desert Tiger Podcast. What is good, Ambush? It is me, your host of the DTP. And this, today, is an opportunity I really didn't see uh, coming my way soon, but I mean, when the chance strikes, sometimes you just gotta take it. My guest today, the Northern Nightmare, Camaro Cope. How are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm doing well. How Good are you? you. Uh, okay. This pandemic kind of kicked me right in the teeth, but it's kicked a lot of people in the teeth, and I have my health, and I have most of my sanity left, so thought I'd uh, take up the opportunity to get a little chat with you. Hey, I appreciate the chance. I appreciate you taking the opportunity, and I mean, it's all about how you get back up, right? And you're always uh, somebody who I know... Uh, it's hard to keep down. Ah, thank you. I appreciate that. I can drink on this thing, right? I'm oh, gonna drink. Absolutely. I was gonna drink anyways, but thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not uh like also very hard to stop the northern nightmare. So uh I respect you. I've never laid my hands on you. We're both very good at what we do. Hey, hey, hey. I had to take that jersey. I wasn't, I wasn't laying hands on you. That well, was I just mean, the situation. There was also like that time that you tried to take a title belt too. What do you mean like, take it? I mean, won it. Yep, the time I, I won the title. And I'm current Big West television champion or Big West Grand Cope champion, Grand Prix, heavyweight, Northern Nightmare. We'll ask management about that. We'll, no, fi- no, we'll figure so it out. So we'll figure cool. it out when it happens. But I am television I mean, champion right now. Uh, For lack of a better term, I don't have the belt. Bonnie Henry screwed me out of it. Jordy Taylor's holding on to my belt, but for lack of a better term, I am the television champion right now. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, the um, self-proposed television champion of Big West Wrestling, Camaro yeah, Cope. get rid of the self-proposed part in editing, right? Sure. Yeah, okay, sweet. Sure. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Camaro Cope joins us here today. Camaro, are you ready to jump into a little bit of your journey here so far in the world of professional wrestling? Well, it's been a windy, twisty road, but sure. All right. Let's pop a talk and have a little talk. All right. All right. Crack it open no, sorry. in this Crack road. It. No worries. Yeah, drink. No you got to stay like you're, you're kind of on the clock, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Professional. That's lame. Professional. Afterwards. I ain't fighting someone I can... I can get a little... We'll get in the party you know, mood afterwards. Going on. Oh, always a professional. Okay. All right, all right. So, of course, with everyone, it starts with... The journey has to start somewhere. So where does the uh, love for professional wrestling begin for one Camaro Cope? You know, it's uh, it's very, very hard to pinpoint, but, like, I always had memories of wrestling. Always Wrestling was always on, something like that. But one of the first vivid memories I have is Stone Cold Steve Austin walking to the ring and just whooping everyone's ass. And that, that happened so many times, you can't really pinpoint when it happened but mm-hmm. as a kid you watch True. that and like this is awesome and then of course see guys like the rock mm-hmm. see guys a little later on like a, this is a little later after them but you see john cena edge randy orton carlito guys like that who really were just larger than life and you love them mm-hmm. definitely some very big entities who uh had very big personalities as well yeah and then then i remember uh, a little later on it was more tna because we had okay. the channel, we had Spike, which had the deal. Anyone remember Spike TV? Wow. Yes. That was a while ago. <laughs> Back when it was worth watching. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, oh, wow. I digress. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they had the deal TNA. So you saw guys like Kurt Angle, another guy. I forgot to mention that. But everyone knows Kurt Angle. Those Kurt Angle's great. Mm-hmm. And you had guys like Rhino who came in. Uh, Christian, when he had his run as Christian Cage in TNA. But you also had great TNA originals like 
James Storm, uh, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, like and the guys like Samoa Joe come in and just the Dudleys when they're in TNA were awesome. Like Bubba Ray Dudley's run as mm-hmm. Bully Ray mm-hmm. in TNA is awesome. His when he was heavyweight champion, that's just so slept on. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, TNA was actually my first time getting to experience Sting for real. I didn't actually watch much WCW, so TNA was my Sting run. Yeah, I first forget Sting was in TNA. And yeah, he did the whole Joker thing for a while. That was, that was strange. And then Jeff Hardy's wearing face paint. It's like, so these guys like wearing Jeff face paint. Jeff Hardy was in TNA Yeah, he was in there a long too. time. Oh and then they goodness. had a lot of the Japanese guys yes. in TNA. Like Sonata was in TNA. Okada was in TNA. Mm-hmm. We all know how that went. Well, I mean, hey, it's he was still young and he still had to earn his stripes, and he definitely oh, did that, just that. That that definitely pushed him though. When you're, uh, what was he? It was like a K Dakota or something because he was when Samoa Joe was doing like the Green Hornet thing. Mm-hmm. That was. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Good times, wrestling. Good times. Strange. All right. So, at what point along this journey did Camaro Cope decide he wanted to be a wrestler? I saw live wrestling at uh. I believe it was Armstrong Metal Fest. Can't remember what year, but I saw it there. And I'm like, wait, this is around here? Because I, I didn't know. I didn't really go on the internet much. I wasn't in any of the groups or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this this wrestling here. And I'd find out a way to get into it. And all this, out of chance, one of a uh, co-worker of mine knew Slave. Okay. And so I met up with Slave. And eventually, Slave, down the road, gave me some opportunities where eventually it all lined up. That he let he get, talked to Thrash Management and let me help come set up rings. So that's why, I, like, me and Slave have a lot of respect for that guy. Okay. He's, like, one of the first people to go to the bat for me, so. Man, he's a uh, storied part of this region for sure. Oh, yeah, he's Definitely one on, of the veterans. On the Mount Rushmore of Okanagan. But the thing is, Mount Rushmore of Okanagan has different, I guess, eras to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but definitely right now and for at least the last decade, at least oh, Slave. 100%. Up there. Slept on so much and just, it's funny, for all the hardcore stuff you do, you forget he's actually a very talented technical wrestler. Um, yes, I remember um, him versus Cobra Kai where it was just a, uh, it was a clinic. Yeah, him versus, I don't know if you, I can't remember who ref that one, but him versus Silas Young too, that was, mm-hmm. that was an insane match. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, he, uh, he can wrestle for sure it's not all just glass and barbed oh, no, wire that's funny you get in there and you think he's gonna well i've wrestled him a couple times where he just came at me with all the weapons but then other times he comes out of your wrestling you don't you don't really know what to expect mm-hmm. and it's like it's kind of hard to prepare for that mm-hmm. suddenly he's spinning around you and you're on the ground yeah yeah it's uh he'll put it on you so how do you go from setting up rings for thatrash wrestling into actually training well, after a while, there was no training school around here, and there's nothing, so I was looking at trying to go to the coast or something like that, but I was around just long enough for some reason, I guess it's just my lucky day, Colin Cutler decided to have a school with through Big West Wrestling, and so Colin Cutler took in some students, and out of my crop who graduated, where there's two crops who graduated, and my crop, there was myself, Scarlett Black, Davey Deals, Chucky Lee Ray, but then the next second crop he did were was other wrestlers was Ace Redman Jr. and the Vixen Jade. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty pretty notable names in the Okanagan came out from that. So uh, every one of the people that you just listed definitely has their own style to them and the, their own personality. So yeah. it's uh for 
the few students that Colin has put out, he definitely does have quite the resume as a trainer. Yeah, he's uh, for as much as much as I don't like that he likes to drive his knee into my head, I gotta give him credit for he knows what someone's good at, and he will get you to do what you're good at first, but then get you to iron out the kinks if you know what I mean. Like work on what you need to work on. No, it's he'll he'll pass on knowledge, but he's also gunning for that victory too. Oh, so current thrash title. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when exactly from training did you get to first get into a ring and actually have a match? I believe it was December. It was December 2016 when I passed the tryout and started training. And it was May 2017 at May Days was my first official wrestling match. Okay. And that was against Eddie Osborne. (sighs) Another uh, pretty big name from down on the... uh coast there the lower mainland yeah he uh beat me in about six minutes i'm surprised he didn't take me home too i mean to be able to hang for that long that uh that stands to just say how well you're training did you yeah because he was able to survive that boat so mm-hmm. well but as everyone knows the story career of camaro cope as most of the early days is just survival. <laughs> All right. So going from survival into one of the uh, main eventers, the top draws of the Okanagan, what has it been progressing over the last few years here? I don't know. Just at this, I can't pinpoint the time, but I do. I think if I had to, where everything flipped and changed, like because I it wasn't making sense to me for a while and just everything felt so robotic. And I was just wasn't winning matches. I was losing. Then all of a sudden, I had this fight against Slave at uh, Super Evil 2017, I do believe. Oh, Super wow. Evil Tyrant at the Edgewater in Peachland. Have you ever been to that venue? Once. It's a great venue. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But everyone knows there, the fight always spills everywhere. Every Outside, onto the street, everywhere. Everywhere. And it's insane. And first round, I had a match against Slave. And I didn't win that match. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Marty Sugar ruined the ending of that whole Super Evil, by the way, by destroying the trophy and taking out more Slade in the final. But that's we'll get to that later. But that match went from this kid's going to die to, oh, shit, this kid almost beat Slade. And I was bloodied. I was beaten. And there's a point where I didn't want to get up. And I just a little voice in my head told me, you only got to get up one more time. He's probably going to kill you. So I got up. Mm-hmm. He knocked me down again. And he's like, okay, probably this one's going to take you out. So just get up. Die on your feet. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's a, if you're going to get in the ring, you might as well continue on until you can't. Right? Exactly. I worked that hard to get there. Might as well go with my boots on. Yeah. Like we said earlier, everyone's gunning for that victory and trying to earn a name for yourself. So getting back up is a very important part. Yeah. Especially in an industry like this. Yeah. So after that match, it all... It all started kind of, it took a while. It wasn't like overnight, like, oh my God, it all makes sense to me. But also, it came down to the thing I thought, like, okay, I'm not the best at everything, but I'm very good at what I do. And what I do is not very nice, but if I can do that, there's going to be success. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like we said, you take that success into getting some main events, a run with the Thrash Championship. You even had the opportunity to go to Japan, which I happen to know that you're a big fan of Japanese wrestling. So what did that opportunity 
mean the Camaro Cup. That was just mind-blowing to be able to go over, fight with Downtown Bori Pro Wrestling. That was fantastic. Awesome guys over there, too. And just the amount I learned over there, just about who I am as a wrestler, what I am, what I do, it really kind of made sense to me. And I think I've changed my wrestling style ever since I came back there where it's like, I wouldn't say less is more, but not everything has to be incredibly fancy. Not everything has to be so pretty. Sometimes a hammer, you just got to swing. Just got to drop the nail home. Exactly. You got to be some big wind up, big spectacle just to hit. Not everything's a finishing nail. Exactly. Very true. Very true. Okay, cool. It's like you chop down a tree, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you take one swing with your axe, you hit the side of the tree. Tree doesn't fall down. Well, do you go back, do six somersaults and a backflip and then chop it again? No, you chop it again. And you chop it again. And you just keep hitting it until the job is done. You don't have to do all the theatrics. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Fair. I guess that goes back to my love of strong style and king of the road style Japanese wrestling, which is... Okay. Okay. So you spoke about what you learned from Japan. What were some of the memorable experiences besides getting to wrestle for Dotonbari Pro Wrestling? Just, uh, there's so many experiences I can't pinpoint, but just the level of respect the fans gave you. Because I was coming in, they didn't know me from anyone in a hologram, but they still respected me. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I don't know if that tainted me a bit, but I feel like you're stepping in that ring, you automatically should get, like, I'm not just saying wrestlers, but you're for referee, your security, you're involved in pro wrestling, and you get in that ring, you're in the line of fire, you need an automatic line of respect. That's my opinion. Like, I respect anyone who's taking a hit in that ring. That's uh, it's not an easy thing to do. No, especially, like, you guys, like, refs that aren't necessarily in the line of fire, but, you know, accidents happen. Well, it's uh, anticipating yeah. what a wrestler is going to do when you've got so many different styles and you have so many different things that someone can do, so many different moves. Well, half the time, they just get hit by accident because you're trying to do your job. You're trying to check on the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's... And exactly some jackass it. is doing some windy, spinny thing and just mm-hmm. knocks you out. And it's like, man, did you really have to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, after the official? That's, that's it. You're paying attention to one wrestler who maybe got caught in the eye or Might just had something. Or something. Exactly. You're just making sure they're okay. Yeah. And then they catch that one moment where someone's coming in and they're quick enough to move. But of course, as a referee, we're not wrestlers. Exactly. So we're like. Yeah, we're kind of quick enough to move, but we're not quite the level that you guys are. Oh, exactly. You're not expecting a hit. You shouldn't go in there expecting a hit. And then sometimes you try to do your job, like when I was going to win the television title against Jordy Taylor, and you tried to get in the ring. And then some other times other wrestlers won't let you get in the ring. Like, that must be frustrating. That must be incredibly frustrating. You're trying to do your job, make the three count, make it a legitimate contest, but then some wrestlers just want to take the script and be like, no, I'm doing this. So they don't want to respect that this is a sport, that well, there are rules in this sport. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, like we said, everybody wants the victory and everybody wants that championship too. And uh, some people will do whatever it takes to get that belt. I know. All right. I know. Some people come. They're all going to be gunning for me. All right. It's okay though. Okay. So in the last year here, you had signed a contract with the dopes on the road well, that, to that, do that, a show, but... That, Oh, the contract was up. Mm-hmm, yes. The contract. Which... You've seen, everyone's mm-hmm. seen the video footage, the contract was up. And I, out of good faith, did a couple more episodes because I wanted mm-hmm. to end, I wanted to end Cope's consumption my way because 
I thought it was like a book, you know, it has a beginning, middle, end, and I wanted to end it my way. And I thought the way I ended consumption was good. I thought I was able, I was like, this is a nice story. This was a nice part of my life. Let's put it up on the shelf here. We can go back, watch it, look at it, but it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. But they need views. They dug it up from the graveyard and threw a bastardized version out there. And I, I took that personally. I took that as an attack on me. As you can see inside of the last video that was released. I know. So, so it's like, I felt like, I don't know, like I gave them some fairly decent content. I felt the views were, I told the views were great. People seemed to enjoy the show and that's what I liked, but I wanted to end it on my terms. And it was that time in my life personally that I don't think I could have done that, but they just kept asking. They just kept asking and asking and asking. And when it was like, okay, I need to talk about something. I had a problem with this. Like, okay, when's the next episode coming out? Use it in your episode. Talk about that. That's your episode. And it's like, that's, that's me. I shouldn't have to dig into myself and push out my problems to make content. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Okay, so as you're continuing to do that then, that's just so that you can continue to create your own narrative while you have this time? Oh, or? exactly. Like, we got to buy time. Like, we're not wrestling right now. The pandemic is in full swing. Like, luckily we're in the same bubble, so we're able to do this. Absolutely. But uh, the thing is, it's like, you have to control your own narrative because if you just let them take it and run with it, if I let them run with Cope's consumption, I'm not going to recognize it anymore. That's the problem is I wish I could have ended it. Like I wanted to end it perfectly like a good TV show, a good movie has a good ending. You just don't have to drag it on and on and on. We got original ideas. There's so many talented people in this world. You thought that maybe someone else, the two clown circus could come up with something Mm -hmm. like there's so many talented people there, but they know let's redo Cope's consumption. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's the same as all the TV shows that get revived and everything else too. It's like, well, rather than getting a new TV show, we're just going to bring back Saved by the Bell and Mm -hmm. Full House. Here you guys go. Exactly. And how many talented ideas were slept on because of that? How many talented ideas were passed over of that? And that's, that was my problem with it. Okay. Okay. All right. You also had a, a few issues with Big West Wrestling, one of the few promotions that you were able to work for this year. Things seemed to start out very smooth. You had a good relationship well, with was, everybody. You, I was their company man. I was the one who would do everything. I was the one who would go and defend them first. When someone came up from the coast or Alberta or anywhere and tried to tarnish the name of Okanagan, I felt like I was one of the ones on the front lines. I was the one right there to be like, no, we have great wrestling in the Okanagan. And I had to prove it. I had to fight guys. I had to fight guys like Danny Duggan. I had to fight guys like State of Emergency. I've had to go place and fight guys like Nasty Nate. Mm-hmm. There are names people know of that I had to prove that, hey, we got a voice in the wrestling scene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you said, very storied names. Uh, Danny Duggan being a former thrash champion himself. Mm-hmm. Nasty Nate being an award winner multiple award nominations in RCW. RCW, right, as we speak. Yes, a very talented new wrestler as well, earning his way. Mm-hmm. So State of emergency. They're all mm-hmm. great guys. I fought. The only one I've had, had in a singles match at this point is uh, Sebastian Wolf. Mm-hmm. But I fought the other guys, uh, Miles DeVille and Matt Bronson, still are singles competition, part of my French. And uh, they're great competitors. They're great workers and like they hit hard and that's what i like but Mm -hmm. it's like i felt like i was the one 
constantly when Big West needed someone to be there to defend them. Like they horrible as it sounds, like I felt like I was kept out of the title picture because the problem is, like, yeah, you, you could let this you let the I'll put an analogy. I put things in analogies because I find it easier to explain my feelings. It's like the thing is like I was the sheepdog outside. Mm-hmm. And he had other dogs that were let in the house and they're fed from the table and stuff. And they were all, they were the perfect dog, the perfect pet. But I was out there when the wolves, the coyotes, the mountain lions, anything would come. I would be the first one to go and to protect the sheep. But, you know, the sheep don't like me because I remind them of the wolf. But the wolves don't like me because the, I'm protecting the sheep. And the owners just take me for granted, leave me outside. Okay. So if that, if that makes sense to you. Okay, I can understand. So then that makes me ask, what was the moment where this relationship turned then? Oh, you know, I don't know. Sorry, I held on to the K5 for a while. I held on to it. I don't know if it was a fact because my best friend had the title at the time. And, you know, I just, I want to fight him. Like, fighting your friends is fun. I don't care what anyone says. But it's like he was... He was having some awesome matches, and I still was going after Keller. So, you know, I thought, it'll happen if it happens. And then he lost it, and then uh, I actually got a title match against Braden Goss. That was sweet, put right there, and it was interrupted. It was thrown out. And how many of my matches have been thrown out from outside interference? I'd say, I don't know the percentage, but you, you and I can probably agree that it's more than the average wrestler. A shocking amount more. Decent amount. Decent amount. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But then so, okay, that went to a triple threat. Where Ace wanted his title back, and he got in the match against me and Jordy Taylor. And that was fine with me. That pissed me off, but you know, that's you got to play the hand you're dealt. But what really pissed me off the most is they got Jordy Taylor, this renowned, fantastic wrestler. Like, we can't deny Jordy Taylor's skill. No, absolutely can't. Amazing. Amazing wrestler. Like, you can watch him and learn just so much just from watching him beat someone up, which is, you can tell someone's good at what they do when you can learn from watching them. Mm -hmm. But to beat me, he had to use my tights and roll me up that way. There's video evidence of that. There's video evidence of that. I I can get it right this second. I didn't see it in person, and I apologize for that. I apologize for that. It's your fault. You're you're doing your job. I can't deny video evidence. I was just checking the shoulders. You're doing your job. You're checking the shoulders. I'm not blaming your ref skills, but I'll just show you. I have photographic evidence that... You have it it that you can pull it up on... Oh, my goodness. See? Look at that. What do you see? You see that? That... Yeah. Oh, you've got it zoomed in. I got it zoomed in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. uh, there's definitely, okay. That, yeah. Was that? I, I may have missed that. You missed that. You're I, doing I your job. Admit, the, I may have missed well, that. Well, you, you shouldn't have because Jordy turned over this new leaf and he was a good guy. I didn't expect that, but I got the whole building saw that and you had the power to overturn it, but you were coerced by Marty Sugar. You're like, you know what? Now, show's been running long. We don't need to restart the match. But management came out. They made their decision. Yeah, and it was the wrong decision. And I thought, after everything I did for Big West, that maybe maybe they could listen to me. Maybe they could hear me out. But no. Too bad, Cope. Back of the line. You know, at that point, it was over a year since I had a title shot. And I was up there in the rankings. 
consistently. I'm not saying I was the top guy ever, but I was always in the top five consistently. Putting my body, soul, and mind through hell to do what I love because I do this because I love this. At the end of the day, I do this for me. And that's a selfish decision, but that's a decision I can admit to. I do this for me out of a selfish love for this. But over a year without a title shot, anything, that just that just feels disrespectful to me. That just feels like there's no thank you. There's no appreciation. It's you go sit in the corner until we need you. Okay, well, I can uh, understand. I can understand the uh, feeling there. So is this what brought you back? Because I know that you had announced that you were going to be leaving with the television championship, taking it and going elsewhere. But yet once again, we're here. So I don't have my television championship. So you're not done. I'm not done yet. Jordy Taylor still got my championship. And if I don't get him in a ring first match back, you know what? I don't care. He has the belt. I just want him one-on-one. Me versus Taylor for the title. He may hold it, but I'm the true champion. I want to prove to everybody here that there is no doubt in any of your minds, in any of your hearts, any of your souls, that I am the top of this food chain. Okay, so it's uh, safe to assume and presume that once live shows are a thing again, we can see a battle to uh, see who the true television champion really is. Oh, oh, Colton, Colton. We're all going to have so much fun and no one else understands it but me. What, 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 what do you mean by that? Oh, See, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil a surprise for everyone because you know I like a good surprise. You like a good surprise, right? Um, as the referee, I'm not sure. If oh like no, worries, no worries, no worries. Hey, um, hey, I respect you. Like I said to you in the rings many times, I know you physically can't hurt me. Well, you probably could. You had a gun, a knife, or something, but I don't okay. think you're packing. Yeah, true, true. But not when I'm in the ring, at least. You can throw my matches. So I respect that, even though a lot of my matches have no rules because you got a Ferrari. Why you keep it in the garage, right? Get that SOB, put the pedal to the metal, and just go. Sure. But, uh, no. Thing is, there's some plans. And problem is, is I've heard this said many times, but it really rings clear to me now, is that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Correct? Very true. Well, I've just been going about this all wrong. Personally, I've realized that. Personally, some self-reflection, some soul-searching. I've been going about this all wrong. And what are you going to do to change that? I'm just saying, man. History is written by the winners, right? At the end of the day, the winners probably didn't do as much nice things as they said they did. Probably did some worse things than the losers. But at the end of the day, they wrote history, right? True. And we're in a better spot because of it. Like right now, we live in Canada. We live in one of the best countries in the whole world, right? You're thankful for that every day. Absolutely. I'm thankful for that every day too. I just want this area to be one of the best areas of wrestling it can possibly be. And I know in my heart and my soul, I can make it happen. But there's just got to be some changes. Okay. 
my last question was going to be what has being able to be inside the ring taught you about yourself, but it seems that uh, this is the lesson that you have learned. If you want to change, you got to make that change happen. Yeah, go out there and make things happen. And the road's not going to be easy. It's going to be a long, tough, agonizing road, but just push through it because perseverance will win it at the end of the day. Okay. At the end of the day, I don't think... I was ever supposed to be in this position. I wasn't, I was never lauded about as the chosen one. Like, I don't really believe in a prophecy of the chosen one. I don't believe in that. I think people rise to the occasion. And that's what I think I did. I think I had an opportunity. They gave me the ball and I ran with it. And I ran that motherfucker to the end zone. Okay. But now I want to make sure more people have that opportunity to get that ball and run with it. That there's a change, that the right people get the ball. And run with it. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I will uh, find out exactly what that means uh, once wrestling returns to the Okanagan. Whatever that means for me. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. You got my number. I got your number. You're good. Okay. You're good. Well, uh, I want to take the time to thank you, Camaro Cope, for joining me here today on the Desert Tiger Podcast. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for letting me say my spiel and have a cold drink. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Why don't you all like and subscribe? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ambush. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with the Northern Nightmare. Camaro Cope, you heard him. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. If you really enjoyed it, hell, go ahead and share this episode with your friends, your family, hell, maybe even your enemies. While you're at it, maybe go out and check out DesertTigerMerch.com as another way to support the show. Oh, nice. You got what do you got now? You got shirts. You got shirts. coasters. Uh, we don't have coasters. Just we got coaster to be sweet with a little logo on it. Like I think everyone here would buy a coaster. Yeah, we got hats. Oh, hats uh, are great. We got toques. Uh, toques. Planning cool. on getting stickers soon. Perfect. Um, stickers are great. You maybe just some water bottles. Hey, water bottles. No one's done water bottles. That'd be awesome. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta work the market. Yeah, put me right? down for a water bottle. It's great because you can pour whatever you want in there. It doesn't have to be water. Very, very true. They don't tell very, you. Very, that. very true. Not gonna be clear. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Give it a like, a share, a subscribe, and until next time, keep your roar strong. The Desert Tiger Podcast.